choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what's up? It's Kells for another week. It's uh, episode 104 of Thanks for Asking. Kells Radio. I haven't decided what I'm going to do with that title yet. We're just going to keep it the combo for now. Um, How are y'all? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm going to try to get through this episode. Um, This has been a long week, as everybody knows. Like It's Memorial Day weekend, and it's only Wednesday. It feels like goddamn Saturday. Today took all day. Yesterday took all day. Tomorrow probably going to take all day. Well, I got a dentist appointment tomorrow, so maybe not. But anyway, it's been a long week, like. Ugh. Um, what's up? How's everybody doing? Uh, as well as can be expected, I suppose. The weather's been ass. I mean, not ass, but I don't know. I'm not. I feel like it should be warmer by almost June. Um, it's been raining. It's been cloudy. I mean, you know, it's been all right. Like you don't need a jacket or anything, but or like maybe a light jacket. But I don't know. I'm ready for heat. I'm ready for summer. Um, I would like the weather to get itself together because. New York, the, the three months that it's warm, or four months or so that it's warm in New York, is like when you when living in New York, it's like worth all the fucking money and hassle and bullshit. You go through all the rest of the year just to live in this fuck ass city. Summertime makes it worth it. Um, all right, so let's jump into this. I've been I've been um not doing the yours and negritudes just because I haven't really had any because news been depressing. Like I don't need to tell y'all like shit. <laughs> Shit's been horrible. It's just been the fucking pits. Um, and I kind of still don't have a yours and negritude. Um, but I'm gonna give it to Rihanna for winning the Parsons Award. I ain't like her outfit, you know. Listen, as as someone on Twitter uh, reminded, the difference between you know the Navy and some other fan armies is that we enjoy and appreciate quality, and we don't just go up for everything our queen does just cause usually it's not an issue because everything she does is super excellent and I mean listen it, she had a, she had a design if y'all don't know what I'm talking about go on Instagram she had like this big like people calling it like Kings of Comedy Steve Harvey suit but it looked like you know when designers are making their clothes and they have like that first thing they just put on the mannequin like the outline of the outfit before they actually make the outfit it was a suit like that I, you know I didn't care for it but it was designed by one of the students at Parsons and that's where she was getting honor from so, you know, she put it on, and I wrote a really good write-up about it because, you know, she's really, um, the gown she wore to the Met Gala, not the one this year, but the yellow one, um, she's really good at, like, scrounging the internet and, like, finding people that catch her eye and then, like, putting them on, and they were saying how how many of the Parsons students she's, I don't she wore a leather jacket um, that one of them made a, a few years ago, and, and from that, their career took off, and... They were just saying how, you know, she's really good on that. She's really has an eye. She really goes and looks for students. Because I don't know if you know, but, like, um, she, um, when she was little, that's what she did. Her father, her and her father sold clothes in, in, in Barbados from this stand. So she's really always been in, into fashion and design. And perhaps that's why she's so good at it. Um, 
So, yeah, shout out to her. And also shout out to her and to Twitter and to Tumblr. Because if you're not on Twitter or Tumblr, you're not going to know this. But there was um, Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o went to uh, Paris Fashion Week. I think it was two years ago. And there's this really famous picture of her and uh, Lupita sitting next to each other in the front row to show... um, Rihanna has on her, I believe, I think they're Chanel glasses, a really iconic photo, just Google it, and somebody on Tumblr, like, said, yo, Lapita and Rihanna look like they in a movie of, like, two scammers who scam rich people, and apparently it was, like, a whole story developed on Tumblr, I don't be on Tumblr, but it came over to Twitter, and, um, it's been, like, going on and on, like, yo, that'd be a dope movie, so, somebody added, um, Rihanna, and Rihanna was like, yo, and so Rihanna added Lupita and was like, yo, if you down, I'm down. Lupita was like, yo, I'm down. Or, it, no, I think, no, no, no. Lupita added Rihanna and was like, yo, if you, I'm down if you're down. And Rihanna was like, I'm down. So then when they were in Cannes recently, they had, um, actually when they were at the Met Gala, there's pictures of them two together. And everybody's like, oh my God, there it is. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like people just kept hyping it up. So long story short, when she was in Cannes recently, people said they saw her and uh, Lupita together and they were, and there was a Netflix executive there. So people were, um, uh, saying that, you know, maybe it would really happen. Maybe it would really happen. Um, Issa Rae got looped into the tweets she says she would write it. Ava DuVernay got looped into it. She says she would direct it. So it was like a real thing. It was going around. And people were like, oh my God, if Twitter can make this happen, that would be fucking great. So apparently Twitter has made it happen because they announced that it's official. It's going to be distributed through Netflix. And I'm going to watch it. And I think it's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. And um, especially if, if, if Issa writes it and if Ava directs it, oh my God, like... So, shout out to them. Yours in negritude. Uh, good job. Twitter, Tumblr, everybody involved. Excellent work. Um, and it's not just Twitter. People had a lives change off of Twitter. So, I'm like, you know, it's the only platform, like, where you can at Rihanna. And, I mean, I'm sure Rihanna gets added a million times a day and doesn't see everything. But she sees, I'm sure she, she sees stuff, right? So, and I'm sure she has people to go through and, like, pick shit and, and out that she's interested in and, all kind of people have got put on through Twitter, so it's not just Twitter, for everybody that's always, all you motherfuckers that's always ranting and raving against social media, whatever, um, not everybody's on there, uh, fucking around, that's, that's all I'm saying, some people actually use the platform very well to, um, gain exposure and to get, and to, um, use the direct connect that it offers to, you know, use that platform to, to move their projects and their dreams forward, like, a lot of people actually do that, you over on Facebook ranting and raving about dumb shit, that's your fault. Um, Twitter's where it's at. Um, alright, so, uh, current events, not that many, I had some more, but they're all kind of Trump related, and as I told y'all before, ugh, but I will mention though, the uh, footage that went around all this week about Melania slapping Trump's hand away when he tried to grab her hand, and she's done it twice now, it's the second one she did more smooth when he tried to grab her hand, and she just act like she was fixing her hair, Melania's fed up with that motherfucker, and if you listen to this before, y'all know, I, I told you, I, I believe that Melania is part of this whole Russian thing, either, um, you know, wittingly or unwittingly, but I know how they work, and, and they, they send models and actresses and all that kind of stuff to compromise these guys, and I just, you know, you got all all this 
uh, espionage and, and secret shit going on with the Russians and you think the one person is actually from Eastern Europe would just not have anything to do with it? I, I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised if she was there in. I wouldn't be surprised when he first started doing business with them, they floated her his way because that's how they do. And, you know, again, if they got your family over there, they have influence, you know, yeah, we'll get you a green card, we'll get you a visa, whatever, or whatever. Listen, the Russians, that's that's what they do. So, I've, I've said from day one, I think she's involved. Um, I read an article, with, um, which I believe is probably true, knowing uh, Trump's history, was that she their uh, prenup they had, if she stayed married to him for 10 years, you know, she gets certain things, and that the paperwork was already drawn up, she was ready to go, but then he won the election. And so she, you know for whatever, she stuck, basically, so, I mean, I think it's obvious she hates him, I told y'all when that first clip went around, when she turned around, when he turned around and smiled, and then she gave him that fake smile, and then dropped her face, I knew that shit was authentic, I knew that shit wasn't staged, and, um, since that point, I, you know, I knew it wasn't just some cool Eastern European exterior, yeah, there's that, but that shit is genuine, and her, she looks, she always looks worried, she always looks bothered, she always looks put upon, and um, you know, so she hates him as much as the rest of us, and I'm not giving her a pass, I just, I, I, my whole point about it is, without really knowing her situation, without really knowing what's really going on there, because again, Melania didn't sign up to be no first lady, but Melania signed up to be the trophy wife to the rich asshole, do her time, get her money and go away, whatever you think of that or not, that was what she signed up for, not to be a first lady, so I don't hold it against her, all, all this shit y'all want to drag her for, I, I, first of all, let me just say, she always looks nice. If, if they say you should always be able to say something nice, but Melania the bitch be dressing. You you can't say she don't be dressing. She is one of the be- her Michelle Obama, Jackie Kennedy, some of the top three dressing looking uh, first ladies ever. I don't give a fuck what you say. That bitch be dressed. She looks nice. She don't. That's one way in which the Trump administration is not shaming America is in how the first lady appears in public. Okay. But I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I reserve judgment on her because I don't know what her situation is. I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty sure she don't like him. I'm pretty sure she wanted nothing to do with this presidential shit. And I thought about that even, even when everybody was dragging her for the Michelle Obama thing. What I saw with that was somebody was like, nigga, what? Right or what? First lady, got that. First lady, Google. Google, first lady speech, excellent, Michelle Obama, okay, yeah, here you go, here's your speech, first lady speech, there you go, I, I, I said that from then, I was like, Melania copied that shit, cause she didn't give a fuck, like, nigga, damn, you ain't said I had to write no speech, bitch, I barely speak English, you see me over here stumbling over my words, it's a boy talk, it's a boy talk, now I gotta write a motherfucking speech in English, bitch, really, you better take this motherfucking Michelle Obama speech and fuck out my face, like, I know that's what happened, like, so I've been saying since then and then when she gave they were like oh well she went on TV and defend his pussy grab I mean that's my, I mean that's business that's showbiz that's politics I mean what would it look like if she didn't of course of course she's going to go on TV as his wife and say oh he's you know a nice guy oh, I mean what the f- <laughs> y'all just be so dumb sometimes it don't mean she believed that shit it don't mean she wasn't forced like, oh, oh, you want this money? Oh, yeah. All I know is, my point, I, I don't know her situation, uh, so I passed no judgment on her. I didn't drag her for those things, because, again, 
I didn't know her situation. I didn't drag her for the Michelle Obama thing because that's just how I assessed it. Like, ugh, write a speech, bitch, really. And and I think that's what it was because even when it came out, she was like, "Well, yeah, I thought it was a good speech." <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, I didn't think it was. I, in other words, I didn't think Melania. I don't think whatever the fuck is going on with Donald and all them. I don't think Melania is like sitting down, fucking. Um, plotting with them, and then they said the thing that she put on an interview about the, the immigrants and all that, again, y'all, like, we don't know that this she's doing this, not being told to do this against her will, or being made to do this against her will, or be, I mean, I, Donald is an asshole, he's beat his other wives, his other wives have said he's abusive, and y'all talking about she can leave, y'all don't know that, y'all don't know if she can leave, y'all don't know her situation, her son is young, so... All I'm saying is I reserve judgment because I don't really know what's going on with that woman, but I just don't really think it's anything that's good. I think that she's um, in an impossible situation and just trying to make the best of it so she can get out of there with her money and whatever else she got coming to her. Um, so that's all I want to say about that. Um, I wanted to add something about Katy Perry and Migos. I... I I really don't care about this topic. I like Katy Perry. I'm never gonna stop liking Katy Perry. Katy Perry has some of the greatest music out there. Hits upon hits upon hits. Some of this newer stuff I didn't like. I liked Roar. Some people didn't like it. I mean, it wasn't her best song, but, you know, it was it was decent. I actually liked the, the song with me. I don't like that shit with Nicki Minaj, whatever that is. That shit is hot trash. But the joint with Migos, Bon Appetit, I actually liked the song. But I really want to talk about this... Uh, I don't know, this this whatever she's doing with the urban stuff on stage and, you know, how it's being how it's being analyzed, like, cause I keep hearing about, oh, she needs her street cred and she ain't doing shit so she gotta get with the Migos to to, to amp her image up, like, listen let me let me explain something to y'all, I don't I don't know how much y'all know about the music industry I worked in the music industry as a lawyer there's other people on here who got way more experience in the music industry than me to listen to this that I know, but nobody crosses over to urban music, okay the crossover is to the pop, the pop is the mainstream audience, the pop is the, is, is the Taylor Swift's the uh, Miley Cyrus's and the Katy Perry's those are the pop prince, pop queens. Katy Perry don't need Migos at all. Katy Perry been at the top of the chart since she came out. Katy Perry probably makes more on publishing from Teenage Dream than every song the motherfucking Migos got out and every song they ever going to put out because she's mainstream. So she don't need them to cross over. Now, might management have thought, oh, let's, you know, I, I want to do this urban sound for the Miley did the same thing. It's not, they don't, they don't need street cred. They just maybe want to do a different sound or yeah, maybe they, oh, let's try on urban. I understand. I'm not excusing that, but I'm just saying this, what Katie is doing is, 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 is my, to me helps make Migos more than it helps when those rappers get with, with the Miley Cyrus's and the Katy Perry's it's not to assist the Miley Cyrus or the Katy Perry they don't need y'all, Miley Cyrus can go back to country, country's the biggest selling genre there is, that's how Taylor Swift make all that motherfucking money it's to help the rappers. The rappers are looking for the mainstream. The rappers want to go flow rider, pit bull with it. They want to be at the fucking spring breaks with all the white kids and do it. That's that's where the real money is. So that's this is helping Migos. And Migos is probably the ones that got Katie up on the stage acting the goddamn fool. Cause this ain't the first rap um combo that Katy Perry has done. She's got one with Juicy J, which was a motherfucking jam, by the way. And she did one with Timbo even before that. And she wasn't acting like a mother 
motherfucking fool. So I know that Migos was like, yo, you know, we want you to be up here like the blessing. Do the dances. That's going to be dope. And you know, do this and do that. And that's going to be real dope. Like, stop acting like, oh, Migos, oh my God. Migos act like they don't even want to be up there. If they didn't want to be up there, they didn't have to be up there. Nobody's going to, they, nobody, this ain't the old days. Nobody hanging you out the window. You got to make a record with Katy Perry. They collab because they wanted to collab. That's the first thing. Second thing is news came out that I didn't watch the Saturday Night Live because again, I ain't like I don't I don't I ain't want to see it. Like I'm, I'm good on that. Like I, Saturday Night Live musical performances, even when it's somebody I like, they very rarely are anything that I really can't miss. Um, I didn't even watch Rihanna when she was on it. Like I watched it later. Like it's just it's just SNL. Like what? Who cares? So, um, but this past week's performance, a, a news article came out that. There's supposed to be some drag queens in the show, but Migos didn't want to be on stage with the drag queens. And from that story, somehow it got turned into Katy Perry's fault because, well, Katy Perry should have just shut the show down. I should have just kicked Migos off, chained with the drag queens, and that white bitch, and that's what she's doing. Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the group who's on record before as having said something anti-gay and had to clean it up, who refused to perform with the drag queens, they not the issue. The issue is Katy Perry, because she white, I guess. Because she ain't oh, she ain't stand up for the drag queen, first of all. Y'all don't know what the situation was. It's a show. We got to perform. I can't cancel this performance. I, we both up here. They asked me not to have the drag queen. I don't agree with it. But I'm not going to cause a stir. Perhaps I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to I mean, it could be a million things is my point. I'm not defending them at all. But for y'all to, 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 I don't understand how that turned into, this is Katy Perry's fault when she not the one that didn't want the drag queens. Like, these niggas be coons, B. These niggas be up there with these fucking white girls that y'all be so mad at. Cooning out. So, I don't, that's why when it was Iggy, when it was Miley, I don't care. I don't care because y'all be wrong. At the, they not up there by themselves. Alright? Them dudes, invite them in. Them dudes, let's make a song. Yeah, we gonna get, yeah, we gonna cross over. We gonna get this white. So, y'all be mad at the wrong ones. And, and Katy Perry, y'all really mad at the wrong one because... She don't need Migos at all. She just signed with, what is it, uh, American Idol or one of them um, for like $25 million or some crazy amount. And, you know, y'all just got it fucked up. Like, y'all always say that shit. Oh, they just need the street. They trying to get our urban or They already got the urban audience. Times a million. They don't need, if not, not, not a black motherfucker ever buy any of their music, they're fine. It's the rappers that need the crossover, not them. It, it don't work like that. So, yeah, I, I'm not saying people shouldn't held, be held accountable. I'm not saying people ain't problematic. I'm just saying when y'all decide y'all don't like somebody, y'all get real corny with it. And, 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 and I, that shit is just whack to me. Like, like if you're going to complain about something legitimate, then complain about it. But, like, as a gay person, I really didn't give, I have a problem with Migos refusing to want to perform with drag queens. I have a problem with that. I don't give, I don't have, I don't see how that's Katy Perry's issue. Cause she, you know, decided, well, all right, we got to have a show and they don't want to go on. So I'm going to go ahead and honor their wishes as, as the artist that I'm about to be on stage with. I don't, I don't see that as the issue. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Y'all, that shit is, Miley was the same thing. Iggy, y'all could not stand Iggy. She was, uh, appropriating our culture and all, but who put her on? T.I., you black kings. That's who put her on. You think they can't find black girls to rap? Of course they do, but ain't no money in that. Ain't no crossover in that. 
So, you know, whatever. That's it on the current events. So, last week I didn't have that much for shows. This week I, I have a little bit longer. Oh, and it's not going to be a long show either. I'm trying to keep y'all to like 45 minutes to an hour. It's just me now, and I can't be on here talking for like two hours. Or even an hour and a half. Okay. So, I want to add Ayala Fix My Life. We never discussed this on here before. I don't watch it regular, but I have been watching it these past three weeks. <laughs> because... This story was amazing, and it took a plot twist on the... You know how she does, like, those three-parters? It took a plot twist on the last part, and I just had to talk about it for a few things. So, um, it was this family on Ayala Fix My Life. It comes on own, in case y'all know where, you know, Ayala, she ain't no real therapist or nothing like that, but she be doing that, you know, I don't know, the secret-type bullshit-ass therapy that's not really real, and if you have a real problem, you really shouldn't do. Um, but... She had this family of six, I think, six girls, <coughs> all grown, and their mother, who had problems with drugs and, um, you know, just was an unfit parent and didn't really raise them, and it was just, it was six girls, and it was really, you know, angry, and they wanted to, um, I think the next, not the oldest girl, but the next to the oldest girl called Ayala and was like, yo, you know, I just want to, we always fussing and fighting, we can't ever get together, I want to solve you know, I, I need your help, basically, anybody watch, if y'all watch Ayala, y'all know kind of what show it is, if you don't, I'm not explaining it too much, but it's some of that, like, Steve Harvey self-help guru shit that ain't really nothing that you should really do, if you really need help, you should really find, like, a trained professionalist with real degrees, but if you got some little, you know, whack-ass problems, you know, I guess Ayala can help you, but that's, that's what the show is. Um, Sort of like Oprah light, right? But Oprah don't be acting like she a therapist. I am the dude. But, um, so they get him to, she, so she takes him to this house, right? And long story, so it's three episodes, so she stretches it out over three weeks, so three hours, right? They arguing, they bickering back and forth, wanting, so the mom was on drugs, like really bad, right? Had left them, put a few of them up for adoption, with family though, not like strangers. Left them with family, a whole bunch of shit. Like the mom, for, for two whole, Hours, the first two like weeks. I'm because y'all know I've been on here before. I do not play that that fucked up parent shit, that deadbeat parent shit. That oh, I want to do drugs my whole life, and now when I'm 85 and about to drop dead, now I want to be back in your life, and I want my family and all that. But y'all know I'm not with that shit, right? So for two days, uh, two out two weeks, I'm cussing this lady out because she just all her daughters is fighting, and she just acting like she don't know why, and you know what the issue is, blah blah blah, for two weeks. Back and forth, back and forth. The oldest the oldest daughter super mad because she had to raise all the other daughters. The um, One of the daughters is like so broke down because she was put up for adoption. But I mean, she got left with her grandmom and her grandparents. She didn't understand why she adopted. Why you put me up for adopted. The whole thing, she's adopted. That's her whole thing, she's adopted. She felt like they treated her bad and why you ain't never come back and get me. I'm saying it like I'm saying it. You're going to see why in a minute. Not because I'm trying to say her feelings aren't legitimate, but, like, just give me a second, then it, then it was another one, the oldest one was the maddest, though, the oldest one was pissed, because the oldest one, you know, was the oldest one, and knew what was going on, and got stuck with all these other kids, all the other, um, ones, um, then, like, some of the, they, the other one, it was, they all had issues, right, so now we, next week, last week, you know, the, the last episode, right, 
So they, they done went through the Ayala shit, and they going through all this stuff, and Ayala just basically get people around each other and try to get them to stop hollering and shit, right? But they, it ain't working with them. Like, they just hot. Like, anytime Ayala not right there to calm them down, they just at each other, right? So, um, the one, so, last, or the two weeks ago, they sit him down, and she sits down with the mom, and comes to find out that the mom was molested by the, um, her family, uh, I don't, not her father, like her stepfather, whatever, was molested and raped and had the babies, those kids, and was forced to keep those kids, so some of those kids are from her being molested, I don't think all of them, but the oldest one, and the one that got put up for adoption, I think, was a result of being molested, so she was molested a lot, and got pregnant for that one or two, and she was like 13 or 14, and they wouldn't even let her, they made her keep the baby, so, this is the mom's life is a little, so then of course as a lot of people who are molested do, she got hooked on drugs, and she was in that life but she, you know, she she left her kids but like, you know, she ain't leaving with like a house, but she left them with the family, but the one that she gave the baby to was the one that molested her, we find this all out on hour two, so the first week we don't know all this, cause we, I'm like, fuck this bitch this bitch is, I hate these drug addict bitches right, so now, I mean I'm still like but you know, that ain't no excuse, but you still have these kids and all of that, but I'm like okay, now I'm like understanding that she ain't just fucked up, like she has some shit with her but she's not communicating it none of the kids know this, she withholds information, but you know she's angry, she's bitter, she's damaged she's in denial, from that understandable, okay she need help just like all the rest of them so Ayana's like alright you gotta tell your kids this like they have to know because all they know is that you're mean and nasty and you and you left them or you chose drugs over them whatever the situation was they don't, they don't know anything about you they just know they don't know your life they just know what you did to them but they don't know your life this is what Ayana's telling her right you gotta tell them so they do she sits down she tells all the kids this right they, it's six of them, oh, you know, they shocked and shit, oh my god, that's horrible, I feel so bad, but then they just go right back into the same shit, the one that's adopted, well, I just don't understand why you left me, and she like, well, I was on drugs, and I couldn't take care of you, and you know, you was the one they raped me, I didn't even want to have you, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say, I'm not trying to say I wanted to abort, but I did, I want to abort you, because I got molested and raped, and I didn't want to keep you, so I did the best I could for you, which was leave you with them, and you, you know, that's what I did. Like, she, valid reasons, right? She just kept, oh, I wish you would have boarded me because I don't know why you left me. And at this point, I'm like, okay, sis, this is a grown person too, not a little kid. Listen, I don't know nothing about being adopted, nothing at all. But, like, I just feel like she told you why she gave you up for adoption. So, you should accept that. You know what I mean? Like, you, how, you just keep asking her about why she left, she told you why she left you, and it's, it just was no empathy from the, to me, it was no empathy from them kids to her, it's like they just wanted her to be the mom that they wanted, with like no regard for her, that she couldn't, like she couldn't, did you hear what she just told y'all, the woman was molested from 13, raped, had forced to have a baby, had abortions, she had this drug problem, she been in the streets, like, and y'all just like, well, I mean, I don't understand, why you ain't had milk and cookies, why you ain't take us to school, why you put me up for adoption, I mean, I wanted to come home and watch Netflix, why you wasn't ever there, it was just like, yo, like, 
And I don't never, and don't get me wrong, this lady had a lot of shit with her. She was in denial. She she had some shit with her. But it's like, yo, you gotta, you want something from her that she cannot give you. She is broken. She has issues too. It ain't just y'all. Her parents did her dirty as fuck. Her life had been terrible too. Like, and I just feel like everything from them, they, I just don't feel like they was empathetic to her side at all. Like, everything was just like, but why you do me like that? Why you so mean? They basically was like, we don't understand why you so mean. Really? <laughs> so, that was all the way up till last week, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm all into this. Like, yeah, you know, take now I'm not really taking the mom's side, but like seeing both sides and shit, right? So we get down to like last 15, 20 minutes of this, of these three hours, right? Now it's just the mom and the older sister outside at the table with Ayala. They talking because them two is the main ones. Bop, 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 bop. And they, and they, Set the tone for everybody else. Like, nobody else, every, if them two arguing, it sets everybody else off arguing. Because the older sister would get into arguing with the mom, she'd be mad, then she'd throw it on the other sisters, and it just caused chaos, right? So, the, the Ayala was like, yo, y'all the two ones, it's really the, the, the nucleus of this, we gotta iron this out. She takes them outside, right? Boom, they immediately get to arguing, blah, 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 blah. Can't, Ayala can't get a word in. So I'm like, okay, okay, this ain't working, this ain't working. We're going to have to split y'all up. I have to talk to one of y'all, talk to y'all separately because it just ain't working, right? This like 15, 20 minutes before the end of the show, maybe a half hour, right? All this arguing and bickering and shit been going on for three hours, right? So now Ayala's sitting with just the, um, just the older sister. And come to find out... That the real reason, the reason that the older, because Ayana's like, yo, like, she done told you her life, you said, you know she got molested, all this shit, like, and y'all still not giving her a break, y'all still asking her to do things she can't do, you want too much for her, she's in denial, y'all just, y'all not, you know, you gotta make allowances, I'm not excusing her, and I'm not saying you don't have a right to be mad, but y'all just keep, y'all just keep acting like she just supposed to be June Cleaver, and she not. What is, what is, what's the issue? What's the problem? What is it? Come to find out, this, this girl talking about, well, I just don't understand if she can't be honest with us. Because, what is it, um, what happened was, I was dating this girl, right? And come to find out that she was dating the same girl. And she was sending me mean texts, texts, she said texts, <laughs> texts about this girl. And, she not being honest about her same sex attraction and being in a lesbian relationship and this is and so she lying about everything and I don't understand why she just can't tell the truth about this girl. Y'all y'all oh my god we have been watching this for three hours I'm thinking it's about the drugs I'm thinking it's about the molestation and this woman is really mad about some girl she dating that the mom was dating too my niggas yo I was mad as shit. Like, are you serious? I done put three hours to this shit. Y'all got all this trauma and bullshit in y'all family, but you really mad about this? She was really mad about this, yo. She's really mad about this because this is the scene where you're supposed to really say, you know, what the issue really is, and this is what you bring up? Not the drugs, not the constant bickering, not the left, y'all, not the... Um, how nasty you are, how you talk to us, whatever, whatever the issue that I'm just like on the couch mad about and shit. This is not what she brings up. She brings up this. Man, listen. I was so pissed. 
I was so pissed. And anybody else that saw it, I hope y'all had the same reviews. Like, like all your this woman was thirty five years old. Y'all fighting with your moms like cat and dogs, and it's about this. So the mom comes back. She brings it up to the mom. The mom, you know, the mom does serious denial. The mom acting like we was just friends. I don't know what you're talking about. We was just friends. I don't know what you're talking about. Daughter, like, you lying. What you mean? You testing me. I brought her to the cookout. You got mad. You slapped. Like, they are really arguing over whoever this chick is, yo. And Ayala just kind of sitting there confused. Like, I mean, not confused, but Ayala sitting there like, seriously? So, the mom, they finally go back and forth. I mean, they going back and forth. Back at mom gets up, walks off. She calls her mom a bitch. Ayala, like, you can't call your mom a bitch. Mom, like, you need to... Uh, smoke your weed to get your mind right, like, they're very dysfunctional, but, like, it really was, both of them was, like, really mad about this chick, and I'm just, like, done with this whole thing, like, three hours, and y'all, y'all been fighting over broad this whole time, so, y'all, like, you gotta apologize to your mom, so she, like, alright, so she goes, so the daughter's whole issue from, was that, I mean, the mom lies, and the mom was in denial, but she was really mad that the mom wouldn't admit that she was in this lesbian relationship with this girl, that she was also in a lesbian relationship with, and she's saying that that's, that's, that's the animus that her mom feels about her, that's where all this hatred and, and bumping heads is coming from, because the mom is jealous that the daughter was dating this girl that the mom had a relationship with, that's what all this shit is about, so all this disharmony and all this dysfunction in the family, according to the, the girl, is about this other girl. And I'm just looking at, like, are y'all for real? Because y'all got five other sisters that's in there arguing, the other one crying about being adopted. She don't know none of this. None of them know none of this. <laughs> they hunt there afraid to kill themselves. And y'all out here arguing about a bitch over a girl, for real? Oh, I was through. I was done. I was done. I was done. So they go back in. They apologize. And hug it out, and if y'all know anything about it, like, Ayala don't never really solve nothing, she'll never really fix nothing, but it's gonna be a happy ending, regardless, at the end, so, that's what it was, oh, this family's gonna be alright, I'm like, no they not, no they not, cause old girl's still mad about being adopted, she don't know nothing about this gay shit, they, I mean, if y'all saw it out there, y'all know, I was like, this, that's why I watched that show, I was just, this is some bullshit, y'all wasted our time, y'all could have said this on day one, y'all could have had the girl there, something, they was really fighting over a girl, y'all, a mom and a daughter, tearing their whole family apart over, over some chick, huh, I wish, I, couldn't be me, so the second show I wanted to mention, which I don't think I've mentioned to y'all before, is 60 Days In, and it comes on A&E, and it's in like it's third season, and basically what they do is they send people into jail, um, to, they, well, the people go to jail for their own reasons, a lot of them are like youth outreach counselors, one guy, his dad was in jail, one woman, her husband was in jail, like, they want to have the jail experience, but they go in, and, and the, the premises, they, you know, observe, treat it like a real prison, like the guards, nobody, nobody knows that they're not real prisoners, so, even the guards and the COs and stuff, think they, they just regular prisoners, and they go in, and they give, you know, intel back, hey, you know, they have, pro- if they have discipline problems, or they have drug problems, they let them know, like, yo, this is how the drugs are getting in, yo, your guards don't do this, it's fights here, nobody comes, like, little stuff that the jail needs to know to make it a better jail, make it a better environment, that's what they in there for, so, the first season they were in, uh, 
the first season, the first two seasons, actually, they were in um, Indiana, Missouri, I don't know, somewhere in the Midwest, um, in jail. But this season, they were in Fulton County, Georgia, which is Atlanta. And it was uh, three white people, two, two white guys, one white lady, and everybody else was black. Yeah, and then it was one, so it was, it was one, two, three, four, five dudes... No, it was three, yeah, it was three white people. It was two white dudes, one white lady. It was a white dude, I mean a black dude, black lady, two black ladies, two black dudes. Yeah. And then they had this Latino dude, but his ass ain't even go through. His ass quit before he even got in jail. When he found out they was, he thought they was going to the jail where they were at. He found out they was going to Fulton County. He didn't want to go. Because there was going to be black people there. He was scared. Um, so... They go into jail, and I mean, I'm not gonna, y'all can watch the show on A&E if y'all want, but the part I want to discuss was, and it ties back into, like, all the thing we've been discussing before. So they have, at the end, they have this review, like a, a um, reunion show, like they do a Real Housewives where y'all sit around and, and go through it. And so they was going through it and talking about their experience, and, um, so this one dude, the one guy, he says... You know, he's talking about, and he was like, yeah, the one thing I learned is, like, the jail system, the criminal justice system is very racist. It's a racist system. That's not a controversial statement. Everybody knows it's a rape. But as soon as he says it, all three of the white people on cue, that's not true. He said, because he said, he says racist system, he was like, 90% of people incarcerated are black. Now, I don't know if that sounds a little high to me, and I'm not sure if that's an accurate uh, statistic. I haven't looked it up. I don't know where he got it from. But even if it's not an accurate statistic, it's an accurate statement the majority of the prison population in the United States is is black um, and then Latino and whatever else I don't know, but I know that the most, the highest percentage of people incarcerated are black so, and that was what he was saying about how it would be a race, so, so when he says that, here come all three other white people that's not true that's not true, because we were in Atlanta but when we were in the other two um Places, all the people in the jail were white, and it's not really a race thing. It's a it's a suburban thing. That's not an act. That this is what a lot of white people do, and this is why we get very frustrated with y'all, and this is why we don't want to talk about anything with y'all because what y'all do is you take limited knowledge, limited exposure, and and limited thought, and you just push back against things that are known, factual, checked, and verified. Because what he said was, the majority of people in this country incarcerated are black. That is a true fact. Every stat, every study, every survey, every uh, questionnaire, everything they've ever done on prison and jail ever confirms that that is true. Okay? And that can be true even if when you go to jail in your suburb, every single person in the jail where you are is white. That does not mean that because everywhere you go in jail, there's white people, and where you live in your suburb, everybody that gets locked up is white people. Nobody's saying there's not white people in jail. We're saying that nationwide, the majority of people in jail are black, and that it is a racist system because if it was fair, then you would think that the proportion in jail would be similar to the proportion in the population because that's how math and numbers work, right? If things are fair. But if things are not, and, and, and things are racist, and, and black people get sent to jail more often for crimes, and white people get probation, or they get let go, whatever the case, 
you get to the situation where you have a majority of people in jail who are black. And I just wanted to point that out because it ties all back to this Trump and all of the resistance and all the shit we've gone through and why so many of us are frustrated and why so many of us are tired of talking because we, we, we're tired of talking ourselves in the circles with people who don't want to accept facts who don't want to accept that the sky is blue, who want to argue that it's not really blue, it's cerulean, and oh, that's just how you're looking at it. If you tilt the mirror this way, then it's really green. And it's not really about color anyway, because the sky is oxygen and air, And but shut the fuck up. We don't want to talk, we're tired. And that was just a perfect example of what we're talking about, because what he all and it was like, only the white people, only the three white, and the one dude, I mean, he kind of, I, I, uh, let me not, there was one dude that was a, um, what was he? I think he was in the army, but I forgot what he did, but he wanted to be like a criminal justice reformer. That's why he went. And he said, he was like, I understand what you're saying. There's a racial component to it. He was like, but it's really a poverty thing, which is also true. He was like, it's really a poverty thing. He was like, because if you have money, if you don't have money for a lawyer, then you just sit in jail like that. And he was like, and that has a racial component, understand. So he, after, after, after the guy was saying what he's tried to say, he got it a little bit. And clarify what he was saying a little bit. He still said it wasn't race, which is not accurate. But what he was trying to say was, yes, it's tied into race because blacks are higher poverty. And they're the ones that's really in the jail. They don't have the resources. They can't afford lawyers. And that's why they're in there. He was like, but that's also keeps white people in there, which is accurate. So he, he hedged a little bit. But the other lady was just like, no, no. No, you can't say that because where I'm from, it's all the white people, and it's like shut up. Nobody's nobody's saying there's no white people in jail, okay? But for every one white person in jail, there's nine black people, and you cannot ignore that nationwide. So, just I don't know if you want to watch the show. It's a good, it's a funny show. It's a funny show because the <laughs> the people that go in jail, like this one girl, they give them like a background story and everything, and this one girl, she used to be a CO. So they wanted her in there because she used to be a CO. So they were like, yo, I want you to go in there and tell us what our COs are doing wrong because we haven't, pro- you know, and the COs were doing a lot wrong. But when she was in there, when she first got in there, she was having a hard time getting along with the prisoners because the prisoners ain't like her because they thought that she was too sedity, right? Because she didn't want to do the drugs and everything with them, right? So the backstory they gave her was that she was caught um, scamming, like stealing from her. She worked at the bank, right? And she was caught stealing money. And so when she wasn't in the cell, it was like the other um, inmates was like, Yo, I don't know. I think she might be a snitch. I heard it because the show has been out now. So some of the inmates was like, yo, I heard it's the show called 60 Days In or something like that. I don't know the name of it, but I seen it. And they said, like, snitches in here. And she might be a snitch. And so they was like, yeah, she. how much she say she stole? She stole from the bank with that five ninety nine wig on. I'm like, yo, they was, they was deciding. They, had, they fucking figured out that she was a snitch because her wig didn't look like nobody's wig that stole money. But... <laughs> Which is funny, because it didn't. <laughs> but, the way, the way they, but then they was like, well, but you know, when but when you get caught, they freeze all your assets. So it ain't like she would have had money. So, you know, so the, the, the fact that they freeze the assets and she wouldn't have had access to the money, that's what got her off the hook for them thinking she was a snitch. Because they was like, alright, so that's why she, but it's funny, man. You gotta watch it. It was like, they did this whole, like, investigation, and it was all standing around, and it was all based off how her wig was too cheap. <laughs> and if you saw the wig, it's extra funny. 
<laughs> so I just wanted to comment on that. It was a good scene. Um, the show is really funny. It's really, just watch it. Like it's this other girl, the one girl whose husband was in jail. Listen, she said she went to jail because she wanted to save her marriage because she her husband was in jail and she wanted to know why he was always hangry. And God bless you, girl. But if if the only way I could save my marriage is for me to have to go to jail for sixty days, I could figure out why you so angry. Then that's God letting me know that that ain't the marriage for me. And I need to go find me somebody that spent their whole life in the free world because. I don't understand what kind of counseling that is and I got to go to jail for 60 days so I can get along with you not me so but she quit like she didn't get all the way through she got a little bit through but she just um the the, uh, cell block had flooded with sewage she had just had enough after like a little bit she was like look I already got some intel I told y'all it's a lot of drugs I told y'all drugs coming in but I just I'm done with this I'm, I'm out so um she didn't finish it um, but everybody else finished, except for the, so her and the dude that quit early, um, plus she had a daughter, like, I think when she was on the phone with her daughter, her husband was like, I don't know, I think she might need to leave him, he was yelling at the little girl, and the little girl was, like, kind of upset, so she, I think she left, because she was like, look, I, my daughter needs me, I, I you know, I, I told y'all I need to tell y'all, but I ain't break no law, I ain't no fucking criminal, I just can't be sitting in this jail for this little show, so she left. Um, the white lady made it through, the white lady did drugs, though. Um, but I mean, she kind of had to, to break her, well, she didn't have to, I would have made up a story, a couple of them did draws, they was like, well, you know, they was already suspecting us, and you know, if you, if you don't want to do, everybody else doing drugs, and you don't want to do drugs, they gonna start to suspect you, I would have just had a story ready made for that, cause I'm not doing no motherfucking drugs, cause I'm only here for 60 days for this goddamn TV show, I'm not doing no drugs, you motherfucking real jelly birds, fuck y'all, so, and that's another reason the 599 wig was suspected because she wouldn't do drugs. She said the same thing. She was like, listen, I'm not doing no motherfucking drugs. I don't give a fuck. So, but I was like, all I gotta do is make up a story. I'd have been like, yo, my mom was a drug addict. I spent time in and out of foster care in my life. I, I can't do no drugs. I just don't believe in drugs. That's drugs destroying my life. Y'all go ahead. I ain't, I ain't judging nobody, but I just don't, I don't want no part of that because my mom was a crackhead. Nah, I, I just can't. And that would have been fine. They would have believed that shit. So, that's what I would have did. I wouldn't have been in jail. They crunching up pills and snorting them and shit. Hell, no. All that shit gets snuggled into somebody's asshole. No thank you. Um, yeah. So, 60 Days In, it's on a and It's pretty, it's it's funny show. Like, <laughs> it, it was some laughs in that joint. Because... <laughs> Again, the guards, nobody knew that they was prisoners, so they got treated just like the white lady got in trouble because she complained about her food, and the guard was like, come here, white lady. <laughs> it was fights. One girl had to break. It was fights. Fights, my nigga. Like, knock down, drag out fights that the prisoners had to break up, and the men's side, they kept, it was this gang of bloods running to jail. They was beating niggas up. Like, they just kept jumping. They would jump people eight and nine at a time. It was, it was, you gotta watch it. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a funny show. Wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was. Um. Oh, shout out to, uh, so I figured out American Gods, but somebody sent me an email with, uh, or no, they um, commented on SoundCloud about the different gods, so thank you. I had, I, I Googled it though, so I mean, I still, I, I got it now, but like, I, I, I get, I get the, the premise of like, it's different gods, so it's different gods, so I was right, the, um, Ian McShane dude is Odin, the black lady is Bialis, I think they said, which is some kind of god. Um, technology is a god. So so it's old gods versus the new gods, basically. So technology, who is the Matrix type dude, and Lucille Ball, who's the TV god. I know that sounds weird, but if you watch the show, you'll get it. Those are the new gods. 
and they're fighting to overtake the old gods, because the worst thing that can happen to you as a god is that you're forgotten, right? Like, you know, you, if they forget about you, they don't worship you no more, you go away, you become a myth or whatever, that's the worst thing. So that's what it is, the battle between these the gods, and then the mortals are being used by the gods to do whatever they're trying to do. So, um, and then the one dude who's working with Odin, whose wife died, um, and I forgot to tell y'all, there's this le- there's a leprechaun. I'm not sure if he's a god too, maybe he is, but he's definitely a leprechaun. Um, he has like these gold coins, so he gave um, the dude Shadow this gold coin whose wife died. And, uh, his wife died like having an affair with like her best friend's boyfriend, and they died in a car accident when she was sucking his dick. So, he finds this out after he's in jail and gets out. So, he's all devastated. So, he goes to the, j- the grave and throws one of the um, coins at the... Le- he don't know that it's like a leprechaun or whatever. He just throws a coin on the grave. The coin goes down into the grave and brings this bitch back alive. I don't know how... Some kind of way the coin brought her back to life. So, now she walking around alive having to help Shadow help Odin do whatever Odin gotta do. So, I know it sounds crazy, I still, you know, don't get it all, but it's a fascinating show, it's on Star, just called American Gods, watch it, it's, it's kinda like, it's filmed sort of like the 300, like they have the fight scenes are a lot like that, and the um, cinematography is a lot like that, it's, it's, it's wild, like, it's, it's a wild show, so watch it if you can, it's really good. Um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. What did I want to say about Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? Oh, so this ep- this week's episode, Jocelyn is back. Good. I, I hate when they focus on other people. So Jocelyn and Carly um, get together with Mimi and Don Penny to. What is Don Penny? Is what Jocelyn called her? What is her real name? Jessica Don. <laughs> get together to um, mend fences between Carly and Jocelyn. So they sit down. They start the arguing back and forth immediately because Carly turns up immediately, immediately. Jocelyn was like, bitch, you need to calm down. Like, you always come and you just be making the most and doing the most, which she does. And she was like, Carly, I don't have no problem with you, but, like, you always bring drama. And she was like, I'm sorry about that time I hit you with the roses. <laughs> and it was at the show and she hit Carly and faced the roses. She was like, she was like, I'm sorry about that, but, like, I don't want you, if you hear something about Stevie or my man or whatever, like, don't tell me. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, stop bringing gossip. And she right about that. That's all Carly Red fucking do is gossip. So they finally, you know, they make up. Carly like, okay, I just, you don't understand. I, I always take up for you and I be losing friends taking up for you and you always turning up on me. And she was like, you know. And Jocelyn was like, I turn up on everybody. Like, I'm not coming for you specifically. Like, this is just, you, you piss me off. What's the problem? She was like, well, because you know, I, I it touch a bone with me because you're an underdog and I'm an under. It's a really, it's a little sweet hooch, hood rat ratchet scene, whatever, real cute. But soon as that's over with, and Jocelyn tell her stop gossiping. The next day or whatever, they have some other place with Stevie's new um at. And Carly get the gossiping. The, um, her like the, the, the Panamanian Stevie got the Panamanian princess now, whatever. Because Jocelyn not fucking with him no more, right? And so she's, the, the, the girl sitting there, you know, she's trying to make friends or whatever. They talking, whatever. And everything she say, Carla, mm, interesting. And the girl's like, what, what's the problem? You, you want to say something? No. 
So then the girl keeps talking. Yeah, so me is mm, interesting. Like, goddamn, Carly just told you to stop gossiping. And here she go. Wait till Jocelyn hear about what I'm like. You're going to get hit in the face with some roses again. Because Jocelyn just goddamn told you she don't want no gossip coming back and forth. Whatever you hear in the streets, leave it in the streets. If I hear it, I hear it. So, whatever, Carly. You're about to get beat up again. Oh, and Jocelyn did tell Carly, which I knew. I told y'all. wasn't nothing on that paper like last season. Y'all remember? She was trying to blackmail Carly with the paper. I knew wasn't nothing on that motherfucking paper. Like, okay, Jocelyn. So, she told her that. She admitted that to her. Um, yeah, so that was that. So, Mimi and Stevie, uh, decide to tell, or have to tell, uh, Stevie's daughter about his new baby with Jocelyn. And Mimi, Mimi take more L's than the Sixers, boy, because she just going on and on. Now, I don't know how much y'all know about the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta drama, and I wouldn't expect anybody to, but if you follow the blogs or the tweets or whatever, you know, like, last summer, it was some going back and forth between Jocelyn and Stevie on the tweets. Jocelyn accused him of molesting his kids. Jocelyn did a lot of fucked up shit. She was accusing him of molesting his tweets on, his children on the tweets and all of that. Jocelyn's story was that the, his daughters, his, he has a grown daughter, he has a lot of kids, some of his daughters are grown, was coming at her, the spreading rumors about her, so she was spreading rumors back about them, okay Jocelyn, but you don't make up to somebody molesting their daughter, like that's taking it too far, but since that, Mimi has used this as an excuse to make Jocelyn just the worst trash bitch ever, like Mimi didn't make a whole porn tape swinging from the pole that everybody saw, then you know, and lied about it. So here she go with Stevie. I don't want that bitch near my daughter and blah blah blah. Oh, just any any opportunity to go up on on Jocelyn, she does because Mimi is just I don't even know what to say about Mimi. But it ain't working because Stevie and Jocelyn have have mended fences. I mean, again, Jocelyn not fucking with him. And Stevie found out that Jocelyn's on the real. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, she come move back in with me. And Jocelyn was like, nah, nigga. But you want co-parent this baby with me or whatever. Because Jocelyn talking about she about to move to Miami. Because I guess that's where her family, not I guess that's where her family is from or whatever. So good for her. Like, I'm rooting for Jocelyn, actually. I like Jocelyn. And, you know, I root for anybody who tries to come, who comes out of terrible or hard or not the best start, you know, didn't go to the best, didn't have the best family life, didn't have advantages, had a lot of disadvantages, but still make it up and make it out and try to better themselves and recognize that, you know, they didn't come up the best and they don't have the best habits and maybe they wasn't taught the best things, but now they want to learn and do better and be better. I, I, I root for any, I don't care who it is. I root for anybody like that because I prefer that over motherfuckers to just go their whole life just being assholes and being fuck niggas and just fucking making everybody else miserable and, and, and just projecting their shit on the other people and doing fucked up shit with the excuse that, you know, I ain't have nothing, I ain't had no father, I ain't had no mother, my mother was on drugs, or whatever the fuck ass else excuse people come up with, so I, I, I like Jocelyn, I, I hope, and I'm rooting for her, and I, and I hope she do well, and I think she will, I mean, shit, she made it to the real, um, yeah, so I think that was it, what else happened? Um, oh, Kirk and Rashida, but I'm tired of talking about them, Kirk's a, uh, he's Ugh, nothing to say about him. Um, I think that was it. I don't think it was nothing, nothing else to happen. Tommy and Walker, same thing. Uh, Tammy, whatever fuck her name is, uninterested. Oh, no, yep, yeah, that was it. That was it. Nothing else happened too much. Um, what's the name? Scrappy told. Was it Scrappy? No, it was Stevie. <laughs> Mister Child Support himself. 
told Kirk that he need to get that DNA test because he just need to. If it's his, he need to deal with it. If it's not, then he can move on. But Kirk know that's his baby. That's why he don't want to get that DNA test. Um, so yeah, that was it for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. It was a good episode. Any episode that's not dealing with the lovely Mimi and all them other motherfuckers is 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 great. Thank God. Um, all right. At an hour, I told y'all, I'm not going to keep y'all. I did decide that um, the shows I'm going to do, once they start, um, is Queen of the South, which I told y'all about. Season 2 is starting. Season 1, if you want to watch it, is on Netflix, uh, I saw. Um, Game of Thrones. And there's another show that I'm going to watch because it looks dope. It doesn't start till July, though. It's called Snowfall on FX, and it's about the beginning of crack. But, um, damn, what was the show I was going to say that slipped my mind? Oh, the show that's coming on TNT or TBS. I always get those two mixed up. The show with Karuchi called Claws. That looks like it's going to be a good show. It's Karuchi Nisi Nash from... Reno 911, and she was also on, um, what is it, Moving On, it was on HBO, or Going On, the old folks joint on HBO, um, and a few other people that y'all know, but it looks like it's gonna be a good, funny summer show, so I'm gonna do that, um, Black Ink Chicago's gonna start up, which I did already, so I think that's enough, I'm gonna do Game, Game of Thrones, because it's just too epic, or, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll do, like, special episodes, but the pre- another preview came out today, and my niggas, it looks fantastic, um, and I think I am gonna do a summer movie series, I didn't get to see Aliens, I just, the weekend got away from me, maybe this weekend, but the major blockbusters will do those, um, alright, and somebody said they wanted me to do a music segment, but I don't really know, like, I'm not, I don't be up on shit like that, I mean, I listen to stuff when it comes out, I'm listening to Playboy Cardi, I'm not as crazy about it as some people, like, I've heard it, and everybody talk about how great it is, I listen to it, but like, I'm not, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just too old, I mean, it's a decent, I, it's a good album, but like, it's not, everybody's like, oh, that's the best album out, eh, uh, I don't I, I like Kendrick's better, I don't know, and, you know, whatever, so, I don't know what I would do with a music segment, really, except tell y'all what I think is whack, <laughs> oh, but, um, Rihanna and Bujibantan have a song coming out, um, which is gonna be dope, and y'all know I said many times, I would love for Rihanna to do a dance hall album, I think that would be super dope, and uh, I would love for it, so, um, we'll see what happens with that, um, and that's it, so, um, this is episode 104, thanks for asking, Kel's Radio, I don't know what I'm gonna call this, um, maybe I'll call it, I don't know, uh, I'll come up with something, um, the, e- the email, y'all been writing me emails, thank you, thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com um, the twitter is at thanks for asking, thanks for underscore asking without the G I see y'all follow me on there, thank you um, tell your friends um, and yeah that's it, uh, ho- see y'all next week peace <laughs>